welcome to episode 207 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me tonight are the, the lost boys of LGR, <laughs> uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Andy Piddy and Adam Duck Hunt Ducker. Hello. Are you, uh, are you having a heat wave where you are in Canada Ooh, at all? Yeah. Or is it just us? Do we, really? Do we, how much do we want to talk about it? Because... I did the first ever gardening I've done in my 38 years on this earth, and I hate every moment of it. Uh, All right. Long story short, uh-huh. I got my driveway widened, but in the process of widening my driveway, the dimwit contractor also proceeded to destroy most of the rest of my lawn. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, there was a whole thing with him knocking down a tree that I didn't own, but then he destroyed all the lawn, so I had to replant it. So I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just go and buy some rolls of sod, lay it, I'll till the soil, do all that shit, and lay them down. No problems. Great. Laid it down, rained that evening, I think, and then proceeded to not rain for, like, three weeks after that. <laughs> and, like, days where it was, like, 40 degrees. So my lovely green grass that I laid down has all turned yellow. <laughs> Despite my best efforts to like water with a sprinkler like a madman, I can't. So I have out of like You're the... not watering it during the day, are you? No, wait till it cools off. Wait until the sun's gone yeah. down because the water droplets Scorch, act like it? a like yeah. yeah, they magnify the sun's rays in its bed. So yeah, I've had that to do and it's just a <sighs> pain in the ass. But then I went to a park yeah. yesterday and noticed that some of the grass there was newly laid and burnt and i was like if the city council can't even get it right what hope have i got <laughs> no everything's like dying at the moment my mum my uh, i'm on um like th- the third raspberry plant my mum has given me this year uh <laughs> and i just cannot keep them alive <laughs> i water like i'm watering it every single night i wait until it's the sun's gone down it's nice and cool give it a good soaking it's still dying i don't know i don't know what i'm doing wrong I, and I, 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 I'm hoping that it's not something I'm doing wrong, uh, or that I'm cursed, and it's literally just the heat. Is it the nutrients yeah. in the soil? No, because it's still in the pot that my mum gave it uh, to right. me, and she said, like, just leave it in there for like a couple of months before it needs repotting. Mm. It'll be fine. But it's not. It's not fine. It's fucking dying. Are you like my wife, a plant killer? My wife just kills all the plants. No, it's it's just those like so like I've got like um I don't have a huge amount of potted plants. Most of the stuff's like you know in the borders, but like the stuff that's like I've got a chive that cannot be controlled. Um, my mint is out completely out of control as well. I've got a somehow a supermarket basil plant that refuses to die, but this <laughs> this raspberry plant just like won't. It just it just it will not cling onto life. Yeah, I mean, our daughters oh. in a nursery, they keep coming back with um, sunflower seeds. So I think mm. last year, my wife managed to kill two sunflower plants. <laughs> I thought they're, uh, like, indestructible. Well, well, talked to my wife about it. She managed to kill the indestructible. And at the moment, we've got the youngest one's got a sunflower plant that seems to be growing quite well. Um, wow. It's holding on. Um, water it. It's inside at the moment. But Last time, one that got transferred outside, that just got died. Mm-hmm. Just literally died and was transferred. You don't, you don't happen to have like a Russian neighbour, do you? Uh, no. Uh, isn't the sunflower like the national plant of the national flower of Ukraine? No, I don't know. Is it okay? Uh, yeah, I, I think should, so. I shouldn't know that. So maybe you've got a Russian neighbour who's just nipping over at night and killing it. Oh, maybe. 
I should know that because that's Ukrainian. So Polish as such. Oh wow! I did not know that. Mm. I always thought you're just right, Polish, hodgepodge of. Yeah. yeah, you're a hodgepodge of all the Slavic nations. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this gardener's world. We're learning all sorts about each other. Well, this, this, yeah, this is it. But it annoys Mark because I never do anything with gags. We've got a gardener, so I haven't touched. I, yeah, that, that's that's like I thought you were a good working class lad, and the, when I first. <laughs> found out you have a gardener i was so upset it shook me to my core <laughs> i i hate gardening so i i still i still do to, it my mum used to make us help when i was kids and she said one day mm-hmm. you'll have to do this and i was like no i won't i'll hire somebody yeah I'm like, well, i don't know what fucking job i thought i was gonna be doing that i could just hire all these i said it about anything any housework i'd be like oh mm. i'm hiring people to do this <laughs> i will never be doing this this See, my objection to gardening when I was a kid is because I was only ever given the shitty jobs. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, my parents, like... This massive gap where we're putting a new pond, and it's like, yeah. fucking kidding or, me. Or, like, pick up all of the leaves, leaves and branches yeah. and stuff when they're trimming. I was like, I'm sure, like... My parents, like, they've got a pretty big uh, garden in their house. Um, but they're like... I swear, like every, it felt like every weekend for the entire year they were trimming something, and I was the schmuck who'd have to pick it up after them, and that was my that was my job, and I was like, and then they wonder why I hate gardening. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't gardening; you're just making me do manual labor. I just don't have time. I have literally no time, and I have no interest in doing it. If I have free time, I'm spending on stuff I enjoy, not in the garden. Doing bloody gardening. Yeah, but I guess like isn't that part of growing up is learning that you have to spend your free time on stuff you fucking hate. Yeah. Oh yeah, cl- uh, house cleaning's bad enough. I've got this endless to do list of stuff that I'm doing before yeah. I have no free time at all. And it's just insane. I grow we grouted the kitchen yeah. floor at the weekend and uh, that was brutal. It took me like a good solid two days of doing it. And yep. I started thinking I'd be done in like four hours or something. <laughs> yeah. There is no end to it. I think my wife has given up hope about hand, me doing stuff around the house in terms of DIY. So she normally just hires a handyman <laughs> for the day and just gets loads of stuff done. <laughs> yeah. Who told you guys my Alan Titchmarsh story? I probably never had time to fit it in. I don't think you have. I think I'd remember if you had. Okay. So I used to work at used to work at Dutch Smith in Harrogate, which was a pretty, um, in terms of like sales and stuff, was a pretty up there store. So we got a lot of book signings come, all sorts of people. One of which was Alan Titchmarsh. He was a teenager uh-huh. at the time, busting for a piss. So we went to run into the staff room, and someone was like, "You can't go for a piss in there. Alan's in there." And I was like, "I gotta go. I can't not go. I'm busting." So I just ran in. He's in the cubicle. So I run in. Go for, uh, he's in the, one of the urinals, so I go next to him, going for a, start going for a piss, and he just looks at me and goes like, oh, you're a big one. And then he went, I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, I, there's something kind of comforting about that, knowing that um, some, like, you know, an experienced television presenter can, can have like a proper Alan Partridge moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. You ignored <laughs> the advice. Really- that's no. probably why he has to be by himself in the time. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> because he can't help but say the inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate things by things accident. To yeah. boys. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I just can't help myself. Yeah. I need the toilet to myself. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. The one cardinal rule, he needs his toilet to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've learned something new today. Um, yeah. Should we talk about video games? Yeah, we can't bore people with an hour of gardening. As much as I would love to talk about gardening and, and whatnot, because I've got some shit I'd like to get off my chest, um, <laughs> we should probably talk about video games. Um, we figured in this episode that we would do a... Well, we say we figured. Adam came up with a good idea. Oh, yeah. um, of running down... Just quickly running down like the best games that we have played uh, in the first half of this year because it's been a while since Adam's been on a regular episode and he's played so many games that to run down all of them would take from now until the end of time. So um, well, before we like do that, almost. Do you know almost. what though? There's a lot of games that I know won't hang there when it comes to that time of the year. And it'd be a shame if I miss talking about them. I guess. Yeah. Um, I think you played um, too, Mark. So it'll be cool. Probably, I think there's going to be a fair amount of crossover between between you and me. Probably slightly less between us and and Andy. Because well, he just um, plays Warhammer games, right? Yeah, I, I, and I, very I, old games. I was Maverick. Oh yeah, he is. He's a Maverick. He doesn't play anything <laughs> made before 1990. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, before we 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 come onto that. I just wondered if you wanted to tell us about your experiences with the uh, Steam Deck. Because you're the wow. only person on the team who's got one. Ooh. Fuck me, what a device, is all I can say. <laughs> and it's weird, right? It's one of those things. We shouldn't be too surprised, because like, people always say, oh, it's amazing that this runs on the Switch, but the Switch is so old at this point. There's obviously advances in uh, like what handheld gaming can be. And there are those. there's a few other companies that have come out with like Windows PCs and stuff that are handheld, but it's just... It's such a nice device. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I know people complain it's too big, but for me, it's like I'm the sort of person like I don't use a switch with the standard Joy Cons. I have the I have the uh, Binbok ones, which are similar to the Hori ones, because I was just when yeah. I replayed uh, Breath of the Wild on it, I was getting such bad cramps, I just couldn't carry on playing for that length of time. Yeah, I'm uh, currently eyeing up uh, getting a pair of the Hori ones because. I can't play Monster Hunter in handheld mode for more yeah, than about exactly. 10 minutes before getting cramp. Mad cramp. Because it's hands. not just even just the size, it's the placement of the analog sticks, I find. No. Yeah. But yeah. But um, it's it's because it has to be symmetrical with the yeah, left-hand one. And so that you can do sing, play Mario Kart on your roof with your friends. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the <laughs> Steam Deck doesn't have any of those problems. I guess the only slightly weird thing about it is how the... Um, d-pad and the face buttons to the far extremity they almost fall off the side of the device just because they're so tightly packed in um, but it's not mm. really a problem you never find yourself missing those buttons and then i guess the other thing is it's just really good the number of control options it's got and the types of games you can play because of that like um played some age of empires 2 on it and like the options you can use the touch screen if you want to drag stuff or you can use the tactile pads it has which are kind of mm-hmm. like a refined version of those the steam controller the tactile sticks on that it just works yeah. so well like clicking mm. feels satisfying you feel like there is genuinely almost like inertia against it like you would get with a mouse um the gyro controls are pretty good for stuff like i tried it on the aperture desk job thing um so yeah it's really cool and then i guess the other thing 
like I was talking about all the shit, like having no time because I'm doing so much housework, is it's given me access to games that I just never would have played because my PC's down in the basement. If I'm busy all day and mm-hmm. stuff, I still want to sit with a wife, so I can just pop this mm. on. And when we get to talking about our games, like there's one game in particular that I don't think I would have played as much if I wasn't playing it on PC like right now. Um, mm-hmm. I could have got it on Switch, but it wouldn't have been the same experience. Um, yeah, and it's just really cool. Like, there's a ton of. St- I only just started dabbling with uh, emulators like last week. Um, like somebody's made a thing. It's called Prime Hack, and you can play the Metroid Prime trilogy Ooh. using uh, pretty using cool. joysticks and stuff because they've hacked it as if to control it with Windows and mouse. Yeah. So then it's just like, wow, you can finally play Prime and not feel like hampered by controls i guess if you don't want to use the wii u or the wii controller mm. or you don't want to play it single stick on the gamecube as it was originally intended mm. yeah uh, there's just too many games to list that i've just dabbled and thrown in and i've got a whole bunch of games installed that i fully intend on like playing through um but yeah it's just really cool and like even things mm. like i've always wanted to i started it never really dug into it. i always wanted to dabble a bit more in star wars the old republic but I just don't have the time to sit and play an MMO sat on my PC, but now I can just put it on when I'm watching TV with my wife and just casually play through the story mode of that and then be satisfied that I've played it. Um, So yeah, really nice device though. It feels nice. It's like, it's expensive. I got the middle model. uh, Mm. It's 256 gig, but still really good. Um, And it kind of helps me with my workflow for Joypads or Goalposts too, because I can just fire up stuff to play games and then it's helping me with that a little bit which is always a good thing for recording football games do the specs get better or is it just for the hard drive that improves or is it just Um, it's bigger it's just the hard drive isn't it the smaller one yeah it's mostly the hard drive size but then the smallest one which I think is either 64 or 128 gig doesn't have like a fast loading memory Right. so that one is actually yeah. slower but then the only difference between the model i have so 656 gigs to 256 mm. is you get a, a anti-glare thing on the screen like a coating right. but i've kind of like this yeah. i played it once outside and it was okay um and then mm. i've seen some videos of the anti-glare and it doesn't really look that much better and then i think you get so you've got like the base version 349 pounds which comes with the 64 gigabyte 64, emmc okay. drive which That's is like it. the slowest drive yeah. and then the middle one with a 256 gigabyte NVMe SSD, which is like the super fast storage type that's on like the new next the current gen of consoles, yeah. uh, and on a lot of PCs as what I've got on my PC. Um, yeah. And then the the only difference between that and the next one up is it's just like twice the amount of storage. Right. I think there's some oh, and you get an exclusive, exclusive virtual yeah. yeah, an exclusive Steam Community Profile Bundle, an exclusive carrying case, an exclusive virtual keyboard theme, like <laughs> stuff that no one really cares about. You, you're yeah. paying the extra for the extra storage. And then yeah. the other stupid thing is you get Steam points just because you made a very expensive Steam purchase, right, by buying this. And you can buy all keyboards yeah. and virtual keyboards and stuff with those and badges, and I haven't bothered because I don't care. No. Right. And then there's I've absolutely got a ton nothing of Steam wrong. points. There's nothing wrong with a default case either. It's perfectly contoured. Yeah. You can put like rubber skins over the Steam Deck, and most a lot of them will still fit in that case. Hmm. Uh, my only slight criticism it would have been good if there was some space to like fit a pair of headphones in there or something. 
mm-hmm. but there isn't. But it's not a deal breaker. Like, who cares? Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Such. A great, I just. I love it. And I haven't. Like I said, not had much time recently for gaming. Um, mm-hmm. But when I do, it's nearly always happening on this now. Like, mm. even this stuff on Xbox. Like, I started playing Life is Strange: True Colors, and I was like, I'll just play it because you can play stuff on the xbox game cloud through this there's like a way to yeah. an official way to set it up so it looks like it runs seamlessly like a steam deck thing so it's just started playing it on that i was like i don't care for it to look it's not the sort of game where you want it to look the best it looks completely fine on cloud gaming so why do i care mm. so yeah you can really. get um epic game store running on it as well yeah, i don't know about like, i i don't know about gog and stuff like gog that, you but... can get running too i need to go back and look at that i did get it working but it was kind of wonky sort of but then there's been updates the interface was just really poor between the two Um, but yeah and then you get access to all those epic game store games and a lot of them if it's compatible if it's steam deck verified it just works anyway thinking as if it's a steam deck game it makes no difference so i mean like everybody i've been banking those epic games for years now so many (laughs) there's just so many yeah Uh, so yeah really cool i was um extremely tempted to get one if i didn't have a switch and i couldn't stream games from my pc like we've got two tvs set up in our living room so we can both game at the same time mm-hmm. and like still hang out if i i didn't have it set up so i could stream games down to the pc and play them downstairs and still hang out with zoe then i definitely would have got one even so i'm still massively tempted yeah um, and then the other at some thing, point to pick one up the big thing is I def I like and I I don't know how much I've ever talked about this on the show. I know we've talked about it before, but I get pissed off at PC gaming kind of and the barrier. And mm-hmm. I get that it's a, there's a lot less barriers than there are now, but there's still I still find there's an annoyance with things just not working how they're supposed to from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like I remember downloading Unpacking because I was like, I'd much rather play that with a mouse and keyboard. And for whatever reason, it just wouldn't run. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not playing it. And I couldn't, I Googled my error, couldn't find anybody else saying that was happening. So then I just ended up playing it on the console. Whereas this, mm-hmm. if you're playing a verified game, you know it 100% is going to work. If you're playing a supported game, it typically will pop up and say the problems you'll encounter. And sometimes it's literally that you've got to use the mouse pad to um, like sign a service agreement thing before you start right. a game. And they haven't made that. So you can do it with a controller. Like it's not always big things. And then I found a bunch of the games that are question marks that they just haven't got around to testing yet. Just work completely fine too. Um, So then it's like, okay, cool. So then you just run with stuff and just play it. Um, Like a lot of those Steam Deck demos, the Steam demos that came out of the Summerfest, a whole bunch of them worked and they weren't um, verified Mm. because they were just demos. Mm. Um, so yeah, really cool. So I think it removes that barrier. It's a lot of people. I think a lot yeah. of the discussions have been like, "What is the audience for this thing? Like, who's into PC gaming that doesn't already own a PC that could play these games better?" And it's like me. <laughs> and I'll get much more use out of this than replacing my now like aging gaming laptop. I guess. Yeah. Uh, does it play stuff like Total War, Warhammer, and stuff? Does it not? Let's see if that is supported because I do own one of them. Um, Total War games, everyone's probably most. It is not listed as great on Steam Deck, so then maybe. Mm. 
Because for a lot of those RTS games that had never made their way to a console, mm. they'd have to completely rework the control scheme, or you'd have to use that touchpad as an awkward sort of mouse. Which I would think awkward. Though. Whereas there are plenty of other like um, Two Point Hospital, City Skylines, or games like that, mm. uh, theme, um, uh, Planet Coaster, whatnot. All games that have made their way to console. They can just implement the console control versions into yeah, the PC exactly. version for the Steam like Deck. Tropico, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Whereas um, like Total War never makes it to console. So there yeah. is a really good website called ProtonDB. I guess that stands for database. And they've been, they existed before Steam Deck. So they like run a thing of all the Steam games and how they run on Linux, right? So now they've added a feature yeah. where, and it seems to be where all their traffic is going by the looks of things. Um, so you just type in a game and it will tell you whether it's verified or not. And then for ones that aren't, um, it will tell you what you need to do to get it to launch or what mm. the issues are. So I just looked up the first Total Warhammer, which I own, is marked as question mark, which means they kind of don't know. So they haven't done enough testing. But then when I go on this ProtonDB, they've marked it as native and people are just saying it just loads and it just works with the mouse controls. Perfectly fine. Nice. Um, native did nothing, yeah. So yeah, so things mm. like that can work. Nice. So yeah, you'd recommend a Steam Deck then, yeah? I really would. And for anybody mm. that doesn't find, finds they have less time to sit down and actually do things mm. like gaming and exclusively mm. gaming, I think it's good, like parents and stuff, it would be good for, so you can just pick it up and go. Um, yeah, and it's definitely it's replaced my Steam, like uh, replaced my Switch. Like I don't, the thing doesn't think I don't have that thought. Oh, this would be a perfect game for Switch. Instead, it's the thought mm. for me now is, oh, does this work on Steam Deck? Um, so things. I, like, I wonder if um, uh, something I'll, I'll have to have a look into, like how well the Steam Deck's going to do in Japan, because yeah, PC marketplace is not huge there, but they love handheld gaming. Yeah. So who knows. Right. Um, what's the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, I forgot what it was. Can't remember. Oh, right. it was oh, well. Never mind. Four hundred pounds. It's not too bad, is it? That's not bad for a PC, basically. No. Uh, and you can run it on your TV as well. So. Uh, yeah. Be tempted. Oh, yeah. Quarter three, October twenty twenty two, birthday time. Yeah. My wife. <laughs> this is what I want. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Nice. nice. Oh, I right, know. Should I we move on say. to? Sorry, I knew oh, I was going to say really quickly. A game I'm really excited okay. for that they just announced is Steam Deck verified. Is that uh, Stray, the cat game that's on PlayStation? Oh, as well. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. already pre-ordered nice. it. Get it. Oh, cool. Cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, nice. to the next section. All right. Let's move on to the next section then. Um. So yeah, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to sort of run down um, a little, just briefly talk about the best games that we've played so far this year, rather than just what we've been playing recently, because for me, it's the same stuff I was talking about last time. <laughs> um, Andy, you, you've probably got like the least amount of crossover between um, me and, and, and Adam. So yeah. uh, what are the best games that you've played so far this year? Um, um, let me see. Best ones, uh, Spyro Two. Um, that's been really good. 
playing stuff with my daughter. Um, really enjoyed Spyro 2, apart from the end of it. Um, so there's two Spyro games, two and three. They've been really good fun. Mm. Um, Golden Axe, she's really got into beat em ups. Um, oh, well. really? Yeah. Wow. yeah she- <laughs> <laughs> so we've been playing a lot of Golden Axe, and she really wants you know, nice. try to get through that. And the youngest one's been playing with her as well. You know, you've been, it's been me like being a director. Move to the right, move to the right, follow your sister, follow your sister. Come on. Yeah, press that X button and stuff. Mm. So that's been fun, just watching them two um, play together. And she's been really enjoying that. You know, at first she wanted to be the barbarian lady. Now she's gone to the dwarf. So she's just moving around, experimenting. You know, certain bits are a bit hard for her, like jumping across for little chasms and stuff, which just seem to be death traps. But, you know, beat up games and all stuff. So I've got a whole selection of beat up games and we're going to put some we're going to put a Lego game so me and her are going to play through that maybe over the summer um, something like The Incredibles or something um, really enjoyed the two Brave Land games I've played they're a bit like the Might and Magic games um, whereas it's turn based on one screen rather than XCOM which I understand it's like you know he's scrolling across this is just basically mm-hmm. uh, your enemies on one side and you're on the other. You select your team and you go across. Lack of star, but they're just nice little games where you can just pick up. Um, what minutes. game is that, sorry? Braveland Trilogy. Okay. That sounds like um, it kind of like, uh, uh, oh, God. There was one that came out a few years ago. There's... Uh, it's kind of kind of like Advanced Wars. Warrior. Braveland Warrior. Braveland Pirate, which we've, we're playing now. No, this one's called uh, Wargroove. That was it. Wargroove War is what I'm thinking oh, of. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah I'm a sucker for that sort of tactics game. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to picking up the um, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp thing mm. uh, at some point on Switch. Because, yeah, I like a good tactics game where you can see the entire... Field on one screen. Yeah, this is this is like that. It's really good. Um, Francis has mm. been enjoying it as well. She's been taking over with a little bit of help from me. But first one, lack of storyline to it, and there's a lack of grinding to it. You just burst. it takes about four hours, so it's really really quick. Um, mm-hmm. The second one, they've put a little dungeons there where you can go and grind a bit. But you know, the grind takes ten minutes. If that, you know, you beat these rats of his wolves and you come back out you've got your xp got your gold so they're just really nice little mm-hmm. games where i've been just enjoying those because they're quick um you get into them um and there's one more to play after that um mafia the first one the definitive one the oh, oh, it's such a good oh game. what a game yeah. <laughs> what a game uh, yeah i streamed it in i uh yeah, yeah, so yeah you streamed it, which made me go out and buy it because, <laughs> like, I I had such I I, I wasn't sure how they were going to handle the remake and I hadn't seen anything of it and I it was one of my favorite games from when I was younger and then I saw you play and I was like this looks fucking incredible <laughs> so good. and I went out and bought it and played the shit out of it it's so good yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just amazing isn't it? and for the remaster itself of them I had it on the PS2 and I remember 
reading about problems on the game original about the vehicle travel is really slow the handling's really poor which it would be because it's based on like 19 is it 1920s or something even earlier um, yeah 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 19 um it, it goes through a, f- a couple yeah. of decades as it i think if i remember correctly but it starts off in like uh it's pre pre second world war yeah it's pre second world war i think it's in the, it's in the interwar periods it's like the before the um i don't know it's, i think it's before the stock like before, mm. uh, it must be the 20s yeah i think when it starts yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but there's yeah, the, the cars there. don't handle well. No. Do you remember the um, in the original version how impossible the mission was where you had the uh, you take part in the race? No, I never played it that far. So, oh, okay. But this time on we, PC, it was impossible. Yeah, <laughs> when you did the race, the race was better this time. But the whole thing, the whole this is how a remaster should really have been of you know everything. They've improved everything. Provided some continuity at the end with the second one. Um, just little things. It's just it's just such a great game, and it's not an open world mm-hmm. game. It's just such a tight linear story that it is great. I'm well, there is an open world, but there's, there's there are no there's nothing in it to distract you from well, the story. It. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I like that. Like, there's little systems in that that uh, you don't get in modern open world games. Mm. I kind of like like. Having to stick to the speed limit, yeah. and like oh, stop at yeah. traffic lights, uh, yeah. or you get fucked. Yeah. By the, like the police would be after you, and have to pay a fine or whatever, and um, going having to fuel up mm. if you, you know, because your car had a petrol meter and everything. Like, yeah, dead good, dead yeah, good. But it's really good. Um, probably the mm-hmm. one. And some of the best like storytelling in an yeah. open world game, yeah. in, in one of those types of open world games, like some of the best storytelling. Like, uh, it, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's consistent, isn't it? It's uh, it does it has consequences if you're you know with a story as such and its progression rather than sometimes where stories just go things will happen and appear out of nowhere. You go, what the fuck? Where did that come from? I.e., Far Cry mm. Five. Um, but it is a really solid game. Um, probably the other one which I've just recently completed. And the last few missions was Star Trek Shattered Universe. Um, the latter three, four missions which I played were really, really f- a lot of fun um, in terms of battles and um, fighting against Klingon ships and cruisers and stuff. The early mm. parts of struggle, but yeah, the last three, four levels, you go, why couldn't it have been like this throughout? But yeah, it's a fun little shooter. Um, I would say it's great. Um I, I compare it to the time period that's when um, Rogue Squadron 2 came out on the GameCube and you think this came after that and you know there was a great space shooter in Rogue Squadron 2 yeah. and all they had to do was look at that game mm-hmm. apply that to Star Trek you, you know that like Star, Star Wars was always going to get a much bigger budget and it, this yeah. was before like the J.J. Abrams like films came out and the franchise was rejuvenated. True. Um, when mean, did that come? Like, I'm, I'm guessing what was on TV when that came out was probably like Star Trek Enterprise, which not many people really liked. No, but it, it, and so the it was kind of dying the franchise. Yeah, I mean it was by TDK. TDK, what used to, I just remember used to do tips. We used to make tips. <laughs> this yeah. was by yeah. TDK. 
Oh, Didn't no. even know they TDK had interrupted. Maybe it was just publishing, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But like they were publishing this, it's like, wow, this is, this is weird. But yeah, it's been it's been a bit light the first six months of the year. I would say it's been more movies than actual games. But I'm getting more focused now and just aiming to complete at least ten from a top ten. So that's how it goes. That's about it. Mm. Cool. Okay. I just looked it up. Uh, take a T- TDK Media Active yeah, yeah, purchased by Take Two in uh, two thousand and five. So they're, they're part of the Take Two. Um, yeah. uh, into which? Oh, right. Yeah, they were folded into Two K Games. Ah, uh, oh, that's a shame. I had no idea that TDK made games as well as cassettes. Nope. <laughs> that's mad. Wow. Hey, I learned a lot about you today, Andy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Adam. Uh, what are the best games you've been playing so far, that you have played so far this year? Okay, there's the one we I alluded to before that I would not have been playing if it wasn't for the Steam Deck. I'm not playing as much, and I know it's one you've been playing too. It's uh, Neon White. Hell yeah. And like, yeah, I would not be playing this anywhere near as much if I'd have picked it up on Switch because I wouldn't have had the mm-hmm. leaderboards to compete with in the same way. Um, it's such a good game and it's so hard to explain. I guess it's like a speed running deck building FPS, but then the deck building bit's kind of a bit of a misnomer because you're only building decks in the run you're in and like a run on a level could be as little mm-hmm. as like eight seconds. Um, and there's a finite number of cards yeah. on each level, and you're picking up the cards which give you abilities, so which every card has two abilities, so they're mostly like guns, so they can shoot in different ways. But then, um, for example, one helps you jump higher, one can become a bomb, one makes you do a cool dash, and it's just, it's a really cool game to play. Like, you play a level think you've done all right but no you've probably not done amazing because there's so many routes to the levels mm. um and then you see your friends times and you're like oh usually mark beat me by like 25 <laughs> seconds what the hell am i doing wrong um so i've not finished it's... it i'm only up to the fourth set of levels i think um but yeah so but that's I where i'm at like as well. seven hours because like I've played the first level like hundreds of times to try and perfect <laughs> that run. Um, yeah, and some of them I give up because I'm playing on a controller. So because I ain't mm-hmm. good with mouse and keyboard, and I know that there's a certain inherent handicap I'm getting by not doing that. Um, so sometimes yeah. if I've run it and I've run it, and I'm like, this is actually my optimal. I can't get better than this, then I move on. But there's Ooh. some levels where I know I can get a better time than you. I'm just not optimizing it, and it's really <laughs> frustrating. Um, it's one of those games where I'm pretty... Like, I'm sure there are some freaks out there who play on pad, but I've got like the sensitivity turned up all the way and can play it incredibly well. Yeah. But on the whole, if you're playing it on a pad, you're going to be at a disadvantage yeah. compared to uh, keyboard and mouse, which is, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. But still... Um, some of the times that you've set have been like incredibly close to the times yeah. that I've set on keyboard and mouse, and I've looked at that level over and over again, and I'm like, I can't figure out how how to get any faster. Wow. Yeah. So on certain levels, like the the window's quite narrow, 
Yeah, and that you've got timing but, has got to be spot on. You nick a wall in the wrong place, and you're losing like two, three seconds, and you may as well just reset. Oh my god, there was one level earlier on. Um, I can't remember what the level is. Like, um, it'd be it, it, it would be here forever if I tried to describe it to you. Um, but like, and you might remember it. It's in the first block of levels. Like, you basically you you drop down into some water and run under like a small tunnel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you run up some wooden plat, some wooden plank, and then onto like a like sort of circular thing. Yeah, isn't that the you very run around that might part be the, of the way and then jump into the middle? Yeah, it's in the first block of levels. Yeah. Um, but Chazzy set a time that beat mine, and I went back in and I did it over and over and over and over again. And I was like, I was, I was like looking for the racing line, yeah. clipping the apex, doing little things like when you're running underneath the tunnel area, like. Jumping into yep. the ceiling, yep. Yep. which bounces you down and gives you like a speed, speed boost. boost yep. Doing every little trick that I possibly could, and he was still like so, three tenths of a second faster than me, and I couldn't so figure that it out. Is one I've gone to multiple times because I've got to that spinny water thing with time to spare, and I know I can beat yeah. it, and I'll end up fluffing up that jump onto the end point. Um, yeah, and it's super you've got to do it at exactly yeah. the right point, but yeah. there's no like ref because it's like a just a big circle. Yeah. There's no reference point as to where your no. jump should be for you. It's yeah, man. So yeah, I've done that. Oh, it's so it's good. Such a good game. Completely surprised me when I heard it was like a deck building shooter. I was like, ah, this isn't for me. And then I watched um, Giant Bomb and Jeff Gersman on separate streams playing it. I was like, okay, actually, this yep. is really good. Um, so yeah, neon white, really, really good. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be in a lot of game of the year lists come the end of the year. Yeah, my next three games are all kind of a much slower pace. They're all like narrative-based <laughs> games now. I'm looking. Um, Stanley Parable, the Ultra Deluxe Edition. I don't really want to talk Ooh. about it much, other than it's one of those games where I don't. They had their reasons for calling it Ultra Deluxe Edition, but it's kind of a complete misdirection and if there's people that have not bought that game because they just think it's a console version of the original or it's just the console sorry, which game is this stanley parable sorry the old stanley parable oh yeah 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 oh man so yeah yeah there's just if you've already played the original or that source demo that they had years ago and think this is just a shinier version of that with a couple of more endings or something it's not mm. there's more way more to it and then there's more so much more I, even right from the very beginning like i was watching um my favorite final fantasy 14 streamer uh, uh, there was one day where the final fantasy 14 servers were down for maintenance and so she streamed that yeah uh, and i watched like the first hour of it and i was like there's very yeah. little yeah. from the ba the base version of the game left in the beginning of this yeah um and then i guess the thing people have talked about more openly then there's more content even like kind of past that as well that mm -hmm. you haven't seen many people talking about it because I don't think anybody wants to spoil it for anybody. Um, no. So it's really good though, amazing. I but it's based, I think it's like an open secret that the sequel to the game is just hidden inside the game. Sort of, yeah, yeah. There's new content yeah. that kind of takes you down a certain path. Um, but they deal with stuff really cool in a meta way, like it. The game itself and the narrator are both aware of the fact that there's been a previous game and they kind of play on that in some really cool ways. Um, it's so good. Any, everybody, 
who likes that sort of thing should play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other two games are really similar but in different styles. So there's Norco and Citizen Sleeper. Uh, both are on Game Pass. Okay. And both are like narrative based games primarily. Norco is mm-hmm. just a straight point and click with very like light puzzle elements. But where they both intertwine is they're both questioning what it is to be human in different ways. So Norco does it in like a religious context. Uh, you're going back to the city of Norco, which is like your home in the future. And there's there's machines and stuff that help people around the home. But then your mum's disappeared on a crazy like religious pursuit. And there's also a cult that have uh, taken over a shopping mall. And that's now like their church. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of cool and draws into question like religion and sort of maybe supernatural stuff and you've got Citizen Sleeper which I beat a couple of weeks ago which is just a top down like dice based system game but you're playing it's really complicated and weird to explain so you're a sleeper who is essentially you're somebody presumably on earth who has taken up a contract with this big corporation to basically give up your brain power to work for them on a space station and like your brain power is almost put into a fake body and you work on this space station you can't remember any of the facts of your former life so it's kind of some people have even compared it to severance if you've ever watched that apple show so there's like a real you. yeah there's a real Uh you somewhere on the outside world that's like in a coma whilst your brain power has been used to uh, supplement this station that's run by a mega corporation but then there's also like real people that live and breed on these space stations that are kind of suck stuck and it's like this sucks um we want to get off here and it's really cool like i don't usually like games that are just because i heard people talking around they're like oh you roll dice to decide things and i was like oh they just mean dice rolls happen in the background but it's like no actually at the start of each day you're given a set number of dice with numbers and you use those numbers to do actions so it might be to help build a ship and then depending on different variables um so you've got a limited amount of days a limited amount of dice and like really hard decisions to make along the way it's got multiple endings and stuff um but you're all just doing this from a view of just looking down at the space station and like moving a cursor around there's nothing flashy to it um mm-hmm. but really fun game and like I would highly recommend it. Anybody that's into, I'd probably recommend that a little bit higher than Norco. Um, even yeah, I, I um, both of them. I watched uh, the TCGS guys playing this uh, or t- talking about this on their podcast, and they basically presented it as like, uh, what if it was a Blade Runner game, but you played as Roy Batty, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you're yeah. being hunted down by by Deckard, yep. and um, yep. there's like a bounty hunter yeah. that shows it's, up and. Uh, a lot of the peril comes from his like countdown timers. So like he's coming for you and he's going to kill you in X number of cycles. So it's like, okay, mm. how can I get out of killing him? What other tasks can I fit in before this timer for him reaches like uh, where he's going to come and get me? Um, so yeah, it's really cool. And yeah, Blade Runner, yeah. Roy Batty's a good analogy. Yeah, mm. um, it's it's right near the top of my list. Um, everything I've heard about this game makes it yeah. feel like and it's relatively be, short. Like, like eight hours or yeah. something. Uh, yes, it didn't take me long. And you can kind of, and then sort of thing you playing short bursts too because it naturally you could either yeah. do the oh just one more cycle and keep playing for hours, or you could do the right. I've there's always natural cutoff points either in the 
either by ending a particular cycle or also works quite well in the stories that you're telling with the different characters like you can feel like right i'm going to spend all my dice to get towards the end of this story and then maybe you put it down and come back to another day and it just really lends itself to like both styles of play really Mm. Um, and the stories can play out wildly different depending on the order you tackle things or if you just decide to leave things altogether there's whole branches of the story you'll kind of miss out on um so yeah really cool and the only mm. other thing I think before, again, I think there's some other crossover with you, but um, Nobody Saves the World I really want to talk about because I haven't talked about yeah. it. It's made by Drinkbox, who are the guacamole guys. Yeah. Um, and it's a top-down, almost like Zelda-like game. But interestingly, all of the... Uh, dungeons in the game are like self-contained roguelikes so if you die in a dungeon you have to restart the dungeon and it's reordered and re-jigged around and everything and you kind of lose all your progress and then what's really interesting is is instead of getting different weapons and stuff you work your way through the game getting different forms and they're all funny so like you start off as just a, a nobody which is just like a plain white guy with no strength and then things you come become along the way include an egg a zombie, a robot, uh, a snail, a guy with a sword. And so, like, kind of you have to find ways to, like, mix up how you approach each level depending on the enemies that are in the level, depending on the obstacles. Um, but it's just really fun. And, yeah, I beat that game. It's took me, like, 25 hours. But um, That's another Game Pass title, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Game Pass as well, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely worth playing. I... I've seen people say it might be their weak Drinkbox's weakest game, but I actually think it's probably their best game. Like I never finished either mm. of the Guacamole games. I just didn't. I started both of them and didn't really feel it. Um, oh, I love Guacamole. They are good. It just wasn't for me. But this something about this one stuck. Um, and yeah, it's got all the usual like Zelda stuff, like this side quest, side quest to do to finish the, to unlock other parts of the levels. Uh, each individual class has its own leveling up and kind of interesting stuff later on where you can like mix abilities so like the slug has a thing that can slow people down like it leaves a trail and then you can add that to other characters eventually or like the zombies like uh, gain health when you kill enemies because they're eating their Ooh. flesh and you can kind of add that to other classes so there's a lot of good like mixing and matching of abilities to beat certain enemies that are immune to things or help make yourself a bit of a tank and stuff it's just really good and really nice like cartoony art style too mm. yeah that's probably i was just looking at i guess i couldn't remember what uh, uh what else uh drink box studios have made and i completely forgot they made that game severed severed yeah which yeah I never played, on vita which was yeah yeah, yeah they put it on yes. vita yeah and then, then they put it on a bunch of other platforms where like oh well, this this from what i understand of it it makes perfect sense so they put it on like wii u yeah, yeah, yeah. ios 3ds really and, like, good. and then yeah i did it on the uh, i never played it yeah really um, good. i had it on vita i think it was mm. a it might have even been a playstation plus game at one point or something possibly I, played, uh, I might have to have a look on my vita and see if it's have uh, it. probably yeah but yeah definitely have a look. Worth putting, have a look. In, putting time into it. it's a good game yeah um, nice so yeah that's pretty much it there's a few other things that i'm like dabbling in We'll give a shout out to mm. Wordle, maybe, but it's one that I've fallen off on recently. Like, I was probably still playing it daily until like May, <clears throat> early June, and I haven't recently. Um, but Wordle, no, I've, really um, cool. I've completely stopped that and I've, I've moved on to Framed. 
Oh, right, yeah. I've seen people talking about Which rained. Is, somewhere you get... Yeah, you get you get given like a still shot from a film, mm. and you have to guess what it was, and then like you get six six still shots that like uh, increasingly more obvious what the film is. Um, but then that's one which is yeah. weird, right? Like sometimes you can do Wordle by brute force almost, or it's like you commanded the English language. But like yeah, um, like even like letter conventions can be that. But movies are so hard because if it's just a movie that's <laughs> you've never seen, or even you've never seen a meme from it, or it's just a complete blind spot, you've got literally no hope of getting it. Yeah, um, but and I watch a lot of fun, films, but I'm not. I'm not exactly. Yeah, like, same. I, I I don't have an encyclopedic no. knowledge, but I I haven't failed a framed yet. Yeah, maybe I have to go back to it. I think I tried once and then gave up on it. <laughs> Fair, but yeah, maybe I have to try it because my uh, fallout, mm. my wordle obsession's like falling off a cliff. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, For you. I know. I'll I just quickly run some, through. I definitely have some crossover with you. So, um, a bit, I guess. Uh, so, uh, like, obviously, Neon White is the new hotness. Absolutely loving that. Um, I've played, and I'm sure this is probably going to end up in my game of the year list at the end of the year because I'm a sucker for it. Is Sunbreak the Monster Hunter Rise expansion? Oh yeah. Um, See, I've, I've played quite a, a lot of, of that. Regular Monster Hunter Rise on my Switch. I went back to it. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. It's really good. It is so good. Uh, and Sunbreak's just more of that. Um, new moves for all the, the, the weapons. More monsters to fight. More environments to fight the monsters in. A new hub world. Like, just new, more and more stuff. Everything you want from a Monster Hunter expansion um, is in there. So, um, it's, you know, it's not revolutionary. It's just mm-hmm. more Monster Hunter Rise, which is exactly what people wanted because, um, like I put like two hundred odd hours into Monster Hunter Rise and just like just ran out of stuff to do. So, yeah, loving that. Um, what else? Uh, Ollie Ollie World is definitely one of the best games I've played this year. Uh, I'm still I still haven't finished it um, because I'm a one of those freaks that like has to get all the objectives on every level before I can move on, um, or I don't feel comfortable. Um and yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. Uh have you did you play this one at all, Adam? No, I didn't end up picking it up yet. Um but I will. I like the yeah, perfect Steam Deck game. But I really like the first Ollie Ollie. Yeah, you know the basic premise yeah. of it. There's more systems in this now because like you can there's like uh because it's it's sort of three D, um the levels have um branching paths. Yeah. So you'll have like a route and then like the gnarly route. Um, And like, then like switch back. So you're going like, you'll be, you'll be traveling backwards through a level and and whatnot and um, new, some other new mechanics, but it's it's basically that same like gameplay loop from the first Oli Oli. It's just expanded whole new art style, incredible soundtrack. Um, It's yeah, it's dead good. That would be a perfect Steam Deck game. um, I imagine. Uh, and it's like the tightest game feel <laughs> in a game. It's so good, man. It's like the tightest game feel uh, game I've played since Hades. Uh, see, you know, I'm uh, a sucker for game feels. <laughs> it's, it's so tight. It's so, so tight. Um, 
I haven't finished it, but I've been really enjoying Cloudpunk. Oh, uh, that's okay. one that I'm haven't... like, I dip in and play like an hour here and an hour Is there. I don't sit that? down and play like a. Absolutely, yeah. Because it seems like a really good like chill game, kind of. Because you're just driving from point yes. to point, right? Yes, it, that's like that's the the basic loop of it. Like you you you're a you're a courier in a you know dystopian cyberpunk future in a flying car and like you pick up packages from one place and deliver them elsewhere um but it's like a, then there's a lot of narrative built mm. into that um but you can play it in like you know 10 15 minute chunks okay. quite happily as long as like you like you jump back in and you remember what had what happened, happened before right. yeah yeah um because i have that installed and that's that's kind of how i've been playing it i like yeah, i dip okay. in every now and then and I play a bit when i, f- I feel a hankering for it i don't i don't want to burn through it too quickly yeah. because there's not there's not in really many other games like this there's one that i um uh, uh we talked about on discord that's coming out called lo-fi oh yeah 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 um nothing about it's it. like it so good yeah it looks amazing it's like a vr game where you're like a detective in a cyberpunky future and you're dry you're flying like a you know one of those like flying cars whatever um yeah yeah if i really really like cloudpunk um okay cool I really need to finish it off i might jump into that and try it out yeah um i mean there's a few other games that i've liked uh i've, I've, I've uh, what i've played so far of half-life alex is incredible but I, I again i need to go back and finish that loop hero still haven't finished that that's incredible um Watch Dogs Legion, I oh, uh, really enjoyed that, but I've, I've talked about that quite a lot on the Ooh. podcast already. Um, the one that's going to be like a genuine contender to, for being my game of the year, uh, I think that the thing that is going to prove the toughest competition for Neon White at the moment is Elden Ring. Yeah, so that's the other um, thing we knew that we had that was in common. Yeah. Um, it's really um, good for my part. I've got further in Elden Ring than I've ever got in a Souls game in my life. Yeah, and I think that's a yeah. testament to that. Not only the I found that's the yeah. case with a lot of people who've exactly. never completed a Souls game before. They've gotten way further in Elden Ring than they ever did in any of the Souls games or Bloodborne or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, it's really made me want to go back. Like I picked up Dark Souls Remastered dirt cheap on Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I somehow found out I own the Surge games on on Steam, so it's like okay, I'll get them installed at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're good. Um, it's yeah, it's it's the best game that from software have made. It's like a culmination of everything they've learned through the Souls games, through Bloodborne, through Sekiro. They put everything together, and then they made it into an open world game. And they're like, they took what. Um, they took they took the lessons that that uh, that developers should have learnt from Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and put it into into this game and exactly, it, it's an yeah. absolute fucking masterpiece. I haven't played it for a while, but um, before we came in to record this, I was flicking around YouTube and um, me and my partner watched the um, uh, the the run of it, speed run of it from Summer Games Done Quick, um, mm-hmm. where a guy did like. He used a few glitches, but he beat every single main boss of the game, and he did the whole thing in under two hours. Um, I just watching that, I was just like, I need to go, I need to play this game again. Yeah. And I found out, like, I kept my character. I've got my character kept in this in its end game state, ready for when there is some DLC. God, please, may there be some DLC. Um, 
and therefore like I didn't want to play any more of it really apart from like a second character I'd made but I found out tonight that it's really easy to duplicate your save file so I'm going to oh. duplicate the save file and then run new game plus on the duplicate file Got so you. I can go and do yep. new game plus, but I've still got a character saved yeah, for the file. For, yeah. you know. I got you. Yeah, but it's it's incredible. It's it's yeah. It like um, it's going to be. It's, it's, I, I think it's going to be a big. It's going to be quite a lot of arguments come game of the year, <laughs> at the end of the year. Obviously, there's there's still games left to come out that may be absolutely incredible. Who knows? Maybe maybe um, God of War Ragnarok will be. Mm. Uh, an absolute masterpiece, but I think the big fight come the end of the year is going to be between Elden Ring and Neon White at the moment. Yeah, these are the two games that yeah. seem to have held people's attention the most this year. Mm. I mean, I listen to a lot of video game podcasts. If you added up all the minutes that people have talked about games, it's those two games that people have been talking about the most. Definitely, um, yeah, easily. Yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah, it's interesting. And like you said, there's still a ton yeah. of stuff to come out. Mm. Um, there was a bunch of really good indie games in that summer fest thing. Um, so who knows where some of them? Yeah, like um, I was going to ask you actually uh, if you played the demo for um, Metal Hellsinger. I did. I watched it? people play it. That was the rhythm-based like Doom shooter, right? Like 2016. Yeah, game. yeah. It looks like really if good. Doom was a rhythm action game with a a metal soundtrack, and it's like. Oh man, the fucking loop! Like, I, I mean, I don't know how well this will go down with people who don't really care about metal, but it's like it's a, it's a bit, a little bit different. I think people have more tolerance for it when it's like the soundtrack to a game. So, like, people who don't usually listen to metal go fucking nuts when for the soundtrack in Doom, whatever. Um, and like in Metal Hell Singer, the um, like the music's there in the background, but you get more layers of it the higher multiplayer, and you need to get up to sixteen times before the vocals come in, and then and then like because you want to hear the vocals because that's where like the that's where all the guest people are like Serge Tankian from System of a Down and people like that who guested who, like on these original songs written for this game. Yeah, and that's the cool so thing get, they're original, so no content ID. Yeah, right. So it's exactly. Be yeah, um, but it means that like you have to get into this flow state and then stay in it to be able to hear the music and like that loop uh, even on like the very short amount of game that's in the demo seems incredible so um that could be a big one um so and that's out um september i think just trying to think what other games are coming out that might be big contenders splatoon 3 is out in september <laughs> who knows um Splatoon's always been a very niche game. Yeah. I fucking love Splatoon. I Bayonetta really 3 like it, out. but... For what, three? Sorry, what was that, Andy? Bayonetta. I don't know if that's coming out this year. Fox. I haven't heard anything about that for ages. What was a Nintendo Direct coming out? Yeah, and they did flash up a date at the end. I just can't remember oh. what date they flashed up. Bayonetta 3. Oh, fuck, it is. It's out in October. Mm, Who knew? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that could be big. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But at the moment, it seems based on like just over half a year, uh, the two big contenders, I think, are Elden Ring and uh, Neon White, which are like two very, very different games from like two opposite ends of like the one is a big AAA game and one is very much an indie title made by a handful of people. Yeah, the, um, and the Donut County guy. Like, it's just such an I know, right? 
Like, I really liked that game, and I guess we missed, we didn't really talk about how it's wrapped around, like, a very, like, anime-style game. About yeah, after- a life. very, like, uh, Western yeah. person's take on anime. I don't usually yeah. like that kind of stuff, but I do actually kind of no. like this. Like, there's a lot of funny characters. There's, there is, granted, weird, like, I guess, alludes to, like, weird sexy stuff that you kind of might... A casual observer might think is part of anime, and that's how people dismiss it. But yeah, it's still, pretty... I mean, they're not wrong. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess this game doesn't really completely do that stuff. It just kind of alludes to a lot of it. But um, mm. but yeah, it's really even the story stuff. Like it, I thought I might find myself like thumbing through it and just skipping it all, but I haven't. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Alright, yeah, so here we go. Some yeah. of the games to come out. Let's have a look. Big games. Stray. What's coming out? Yeah, Stray. Okay. That could be a contender if, if that's... That looks... It looks really good. Live Alive? Live, live alive? Oh, I don't that's know. Like a sne- that's a SNES mm. remake, I think. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, yeah. Um, my other half's really excited for that. That comes out not long before we go on holiday, so she'll probably pick that up, take it on holiday with us. Cool. Pac-Man World Reaper. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that 3D Pac-Man mm. game. I think it was Wii or Wii U. Gollum, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. September. What about that game? Last of Us Part 1, the remaster. Ah, uh, fuck that. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, the Tomorrow Children. Hey, who knows? Maybe Skull and Bones will be game of the year. Splatoon 3. <laughs> that game looks really, really weird. Way to have just stripped it of what anybody uh, thought it was. I know. It's fucking... It's like... I don't know. Once upon a time, I thought... Uh, yeah, maybe. I doubt mm-hmm. it. I think Overwatch is dead. Yeah. Once upon a time, I thought that like Skull and Bones would have been a really, really good, slightly reduced price, you know, just team multiplayer mm. game. But because it's been in development for so long and has cost so much money, it now has to be all things to all people. Yeah, and it, won't and it looks fucking awful. It looks so. It looks so limited based on what people. Everyone mm. thought it's going to be the bit that every most people like from uh, Black Flag. Black Flag fleshed yeah. out into an entire yeah. game, and that isn't what it looks like. It looks like a realistic-looking Sea of Thieves knockoff. Yeah, it's an open world. Like they were saying on Bombcast, it's it's a big. Uh, open world punch trees to get wood game. Yeah. <laughs> they were saying you uh, play the boat though. You don't control the crew, which I was like, what the fuck you, is a boat? No, you like you control like one person. Oh, okay. And then when you're on the boat, like it's sort of like, you know, you're like you did in Black Flag, or like you're Ooh, controlling okay. the character at the at the helm, but also directing the cannons and everything and <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I might just go and play Black Flag again. It's not free to play, Ooh. right? <clears throat> No. no. Okay then. So then it's if it's trying to compare to Sea of Thieves, it's dead on arrival, right? I know mm. Sea of yeah. Thieves isn't free to play, but it's got the advantage that yep. it's on um Game Pass and like people that are into mm. it are into it like bad. Yep, yep. And this is it's gonna it's this is why they're sort of like they did a weird sort of live stream last week about it, but they're kind of like just shoving it out the door. It's like they've spent so much time and so much money on it, they're just like I think Ubisoft went went to Ubisoft Singapore and just said, "Finish it, ship it." They're in a I'd really be done weird with it. place, aren't they? Ubisoft, yeah. like they haven't had because they like Assassin's Creed's been on a bit of a break. It's, like they it's on a. It's like they usually bring out um, 
they used to they'd bring out like they're on a plan to like they were on a plan to like bring out two two they 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 do two back to back and then take a year off so they did origins and odyssey took a year off and then did valhalla And then presumably there was going to be one the following year, but they ha- there hasn't been. No, they just announced uh, that's DLC for. Bar. That's yeah. just DLC, but it's separate DLC, isn't it? It's quite a big. So, yeah, it's not like Is standalone. Oh. And then yeah. they announced Assassin's Creed Infinity, didn't they? Which was going to be like a Life game service. as a service thing. Yeah, it's just weird. They seem to be all over the place. Ubisoft and they used they were really good at one point. Yeah, they've kind of just fallen off a cliff a little bit and disappeared. Like the only game, like notable game, like like the new Rainbow Six came out, Extraction, right? And seems to have just disappeared as fast as it arrived. It's not very good. Yeah, I played it. You and Chazzy played it, right? Yeah, I played played a little bit of it, and I was like, with the intent to catch up with you guys, and I didn't really feel it. And then you guys never mentioned it again, so I assumed you'd stop playing it. No, I just went back and played Siege instead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And the only thing of note other than Skull and Bones they've got coming out this year is Mario and Rabbids too, mm. which granted will probably be really good, but it's just weird. I don't know what happened mm. to them. They're in a weird place. But then like the whole gaming, a lot of the big companies are in a weird yeah. place. What the fuck have EA got apart from their sports yeah, games yeah, this year? Yeah, true. And Nothing. Maybe it's a COVID Nothing. thing like it's made really important. What have, those probably is. What's Activision got? Can't they've got two. They've got Call, Call of Duty, of Duty Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2, 2 again. <laughs> which needs to hit, or, or they're fucked because they're taking a year off after that. Um, I don't know. Um, no more releases? Marvel's Midnight Suns? No. Oh, yeah. That does look yeah. good. I'm interested. Mm. In yeah, I've been very excited about that. Because it's, it's not just like XCOM. It's mm. got all the cool stuff. Yeah, it's like cards systems yeah. in there as well and, and our whole RPG system as well. Uh, yeah, that looks that looks cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um mm. New Plague Tale, Gotham Knights. Oh yeah, Plague Tale. Uh, I think Gotham yeah. Knights got delayed, didn't it? Uh, uh, but it's coming out in October. Uh, oh maybe maybe October is the delayed date. I mm, keep up on stuff as well. Bones we talked mm. about, New God of War we talked about New Pokemon. Mark, did you play the New Horizon, Forbidden West? Nope. No, I'll pick it up at some point. I never played the DLC for the first one either. Um, Really liked that game, but then, I don't know, I just, like, I feel sorry for those guys. They brought out two games. (laughs) There was Breath of the Wild the first Breath of the Wild was the was like the the first one that came out like a like I don't know like a week after (laughs) Horizon came out. And then they bring out the sequel, and then Elden Ring falls <laughs> falls out, and it's just like yeah. it can't catch That's a break. break. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sonic Frontiers that's meant to be out. Oh yeah, that doesn't look terrible Ooh. from what Ooh, I've seen. Kind. I don't know. It kind of I kind of got like um, Breath of the Wild. Like I don't know. It looks like um, like you know, like Mario Odyssey much wider open spaces. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It looks alright. Come on, this one. The Turtles Cowabunga Collection. 13 Turtle games. <laughs> hey, that Shredder's Revenge game is pretty bit. damn good. 8-bit mm. and 16-bit. Sold over a million copies, out, has it? That Shredder's Revenge yeah. game. Sorry for that. Pretty good. It's pretty impressive. Right. Cool. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, so there's plenty of stuff coming out at the end of the year yeah. uh, or the back half of this year. We'll see where we are. There's only like, I don't know, two games that I'm excited for. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be some gems that drop on Game Pass or whatever and or some new indie darling that comes out of nowhere and is incredible. Yeah. But yeah. Um, based on the first half of the year, still a good number of games that I've played and really enjoyed. There's mm. always going to be more games. It's always going to. There is always more games. Like my my backlog of games that I want to play on Game Pass before they leave oh, the service it's insane, is already. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> it's it's huge. Oh, that, and then like, I, I load up the app so long. <laughs> yeah, and then I open it up and I'm like, oh, okay, what should I play today? It's going to be Football Manager again. <laughs> um, exactly. That's all it's been. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, reckon that that wraps Sorry. it up. Unless anyone's got any other business, no, I'm good. Good, no, cool. All right, well, um, thanks very much for 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 joining us. The incredibly rare appearance <laughs> for uh, Adam. <laughs> I have to get you on more episodes, man. I don't. We like we can always record a little bit later. To well, yeah, we'll but, see. It's gonna be up yeah, all we'll night. It'll be available all the time. Don't we? Yeah. Some yeah, point it won't matter. Yeah, soon enough. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> holding it and you'd be like, oh, come on, record a bit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you do not know what's coming. I know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will in seven weeks. Seven oh, weeks. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. wow. Let's come around quick. Oh, it really has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor you're bastard. In, you're in that zone now, aren't you, really? Oh yeah, yeah. Really. It could, ha- yeah, it could happen yeah. any day, technically. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're not going to be allowed to wear two headphones at the same time anymore. You're going to have to keep one ear out. <laughs> I know. All times, I've even thought about that. Just yeah. in case. Yeah. In case she's she screaming downstairs. Adam, <laughs> where are you? And I'm fucking playing neon white whilst listening to a podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm I'll like, be with you in a minute. I'll be with you in a minute. I'm so. Oh god, god damn it, it's my PB. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's exciting things to look forward to, yeah. both in video games and yes. in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much for joining me, fellas. Yeah, nice yeah, always a pleasure to chat to you. And uh thanks very much, dear listener, for st- for sticking through another rambling episode. And uh we'll catch you on the next one. Where the pub this one. <laughs> we did we did actually plan, we did oh, actually plan it, this episode yeah, yeah rather than just just yeah, turning up and rambling yeah we this is slightly less rambling than usual yeah. um yeah anyway See ya. thanks very much for listening uh goodbye thank you bye <laughs>